Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Each week we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week we covered Psalm 71. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. Christians Engaged family, so glad to have you for our Bible study that we have every Monday. Uh, We've had some great studies the last several weeks and months, and uh, we're going to dive in today with Psalm 71. And I believe uh, Reverend Rafael Cruz will join us in just a moment, Uh, but we're going to get started here and pray together uh, and uh, to see what God has for each and every one of us in this study. And What I love about these studies is uh, it's a way for us to have community together uh, where we tune in each and every week. We hear from God together. We pray together. We laugh together. We cry together sometimes uh, all for God's glory. So uh, welcome. If you're here, if you're watching on social media, feel free to share your thoughts, your your prayers, your, your comments as God speaks to you in the comment section. Uh, below, if you're on Facebook, uh, let us know. Uh, share this video, uh, like, comment, everything, so uh, we can interact together uh, in this community. So uh, let's pray, and then we'll we'll dive right in. Lord, I just thank you for today, uh, this weekend, as I'm sure we'll talk about uh, everything that happened, uh, the way you work down there in Texas and uh, the Texas Wake Up Conference. We thank you for the work of God and and the movement that is afoot uh, for kingdom followers and government leaders at the very same time in our nation for the well-being of our nation. Uh, God, you care about the nations. And Lord, you care that righteous leaders enter into those positions of power. That's a good thing for any of us as followers of Jesus. It's good for the nation. Uh, It's good for the prosperity and the peace of the nation. Uh, So, Lord, right now, as we come to your word, as people gather with us from around the nation, uh, may you speak to us through your author, the well-aged author of Psalm 71, and give us a word today. May each of us walk away with a word that is right from God himself, uh, that we can carry and just live it out and be it as missionaries to America, as this community of people you've brought together Uh, We are just that missionaries to America, salt and light, uh, whether it is in the halls of Congress or it's the school 
or it's our neighborhood, our families. Uh, now is the time. And, and we know, Lord, from now to 2022, we have the midterms coming up. 2024, your hand is working. Uh, we see it in our state here in Pennsylvania where people of faith are rising to power uh, and influence uh, for the glory of God as they are lifting you up and, and not themselves. And so, Lord, may we each do that in our own way. Uh, so, Lord, bless now. Work in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Amen. All right, guys. So uh, if you have a Bible, if you have uh, a Bible app, uh, you know, keep this going here, this live stream, of course, uh, but if you have an iPad uh, or you can just listen along as we read uh, from Psalm 71 and uh, we'll, we'll get into this together. But uh, before I do that, I do want to stop for just a moment uh, just to share a few thoughts from the weekend. As many of you know, we had the Texas Wake Up Conference. If Raphael comes on, we'll, I, I'd love to get his thoughts on this as well. But in Psalm, uh, in, in, over the weekend in Texas, uh, we had a powerful time. I really believe it was a level up from even the, the first year uh, where we had um, uh, the first Wake Up Conference there in Texas. And what was so cool is all the messaging, it wasn't necessarily planned this way, really overlapped. The different speakers uh, provided a very common theme as far as what do we do as kingdom messengers in this environment of politics, of government, with the elections coming up. And I heard so many common themes coming out. And uh, just to start, I love uh, what our president and founder, Bunny Pounds, uh, shared in her keynote where, and, and I've heard this from her privately as well, where there, there was such an emphasis on, I believe it was the preeminence of scripture for us as these missionaries to america how important that is as we navigate these waters where not everybody's prioritizing the scriptures or the agenda that god has uh and so that's so vitally important because what happens if we do not do that and i know this is bunny's heart if we do not do that it would be really easy in politics and government to you know chase after that next opportunity or, oh, we need to get that name or uh, we need to build this sort of base and lose our values and principles in that process. And so if we keep what is true at the foundation, then we're not going to lose our way. Uh, we're not going to go astray. And so we see that happen all the time, right? You know, in this messy game of politics, it gets messy. So uh, to keep that as the foundation uh, so vital. There will be many, even in the church, as we head toward these elections where they will lose their way. And that is why this kingdom message is so important, that we remain alight, we re remain steady, we be strong in these times, unmovable, unchangeable, uh, with the principles and values of, of God. And so without those principles and values, we'll, we'll see uh, some kind of taste fame, you know, or power or success and we lost them. We see that in Congress, right? We see that uh, from our elected officials, you know, where we lose the good ones sometimes. And so uh, what I love about kingdom messengers and government leaders rubbing shoulders in these environments, like the Wake Up Conference, we get to speak into uh, these leaders, like the prophet to the king, right? As we see throughout scripture. And sometimes those, you know, we'll run into environments where we feel like we were put in prison, you know, or punished for what we said, um, you know, just like Joseph, right? Just like Daniel, but they, they resisted the agenda that was against God. 
and they stood firmly in what they believed, but they did it the right way. Uh, Eugene, uh, Ralph, I believe is junior, uh, with the youth panel, awesome message. Uh, so needed for this day, uh, where, you know, we may not win the war in every single conversation, nor do we need to, uh, God has won the war. So we just be his messengers, uh, faithful to that being a witness and a light. Uh, so, so many Doug Stringer, again, so many that we could name, uh, Raphael, the mantle that God has put on him. Uh, there were so many great messages. And so. Uh, what we'll do now uh, is we're going to jump into Psalm 71. And in this passage, uh, we find an author who is in distress. Uh, you see that he is crying out to God, but we're going to find as we unpack it, uh, he did so many other things as well in this text that I think is a lesson for us. So not So one thing we can relate to when we're in distress, when we're crying out to God, what do we do? Uh, whether it's for our nation or a personal matter, what do we do? We'll see an example here by the author of this uh, psalm. Um, but what I love, um, and I wanted to talk to Raphael about this, but what I love about his story, I first heard, um, you know, his story uh, when he went, uh, I think it was the GOP National Convention, where it was like his coming out party, where it was a, a, he had a preacher's heart. This was a pastor talking to America. Uh, and he had to overcome some difficult challenges in that process um, to get to America for the sake of freedom. And it reminds me so much of my grandfather, who has a similar story, though different, where uh, he had to overcome some challenges. The Great Depression, World War II, you know, these things, it, it toughened him as a person, but he remained faithful to God for the sake of freedom in a different way. Uh, and so what we find in Psalm 71, the author went through his own set of challenges as well, uh, just like these men uh, here in America that I just mentioned. But he still praised the Lord through what he was experiencing, through those challenges. And so we're going to see that uh, starting in verse 1, uh, and we'll read through this together. Uh, Psalm 1 says, O Lord, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me and set me free. Be my rock of safety where I can always hide. Give the order to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Every time I come across a scripture like this, I think back to my ordination uh, in, in the network that I'm involved with. Uh, a number of ministers there spoke words over us from the Lord, and we recorded it on a phone. I still have it. Uh, and there was one in particular that really stood out. Uh, a minister said that God has given you a message that God is our strong tower. And they didn't know that I had been preaching that already. But when I heard that, I was like, I got to keep doing this, God. I hear you. I got to keep preaching this, lifting this message up. When I read verses like verse three, I think of that word from the Lord that they gave. God is our strong tower. So no matter what you're going through, what you're experiencing, God is your strong tower that we can run into at any moment, at any given time. And we have to believe that, that those, those walls are firm. They are solid. That foundation will not shake. When the storms beat against it and, and the waves uh, uh, hit it and the wind howls against it, it, it will not shake. It will not falter. And so God is our strong tower, whether it's a family issue, an issue with a colleague, financial, maybe it's in the political realm. 
uh, enemies coming against you, agendas, big money coming against you, uh, God is your strong tower. And rest in that promise that you are in, I often say the same time I'm fearful or concerned, you know, I am in God's hands. You know, like George Washington said uh, at the beginning of our founding, uh, you know, when they were going through that battle for our freedom and the revolution, the event is in the hands of God. What an awesome thing to say that it's his. We can just put it there and we can rest securely in that. So God is our strong tower. Lift that message up for those around you when they're going through something. You know, they can run into that. And what does that mean? When you look at it, when you see examples in the scripture, it is a spiritual action where I can't build the tower myself. I, you know, can't figure out how the problem outside of the tower is going to work itself out. But I just know I can run into the presence of God and be saved. And so that is our promise. So just continuing on in verse four. Uh, it says, my God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of cruel oppressors. O Lord, you alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Lord, from my childhood. I'm sure we can all think back, even maybe to our earliest moments in childhood, where we trusted God for the first time, not because we knew about it in Sunday school or it was what we were supposed to do or a head knowledge of it, but that first time that you prayed because you had to. Uh, that first time where this was so much out of your control that even as a child, maybe you had to pray to God for help. We can all think that maybe that first time we had to do that. And then many times since in life, uh, it is a journey. Uh, but verse, um, verse six says, yes, you have been with me from birth. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. What I see in verse six, is it says, as you cared for me. What I love about that is it it's these words have kind of stayed with me too here, uh, you know, over the last several months and, and years is the idea of God's care. God's care. It's a real thing. As our own pastor here in uh, York County, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, we're here in Pennsylvania, Pastor Tom Herbert. Uh, one time I, when we first went to the church, I'll never forget what he said. Uh, one of the first things that I remember, uh, he said, God knocked Paul off his horse, right? On the road to Damascus. Uh, Saul, right? And, but at the same time, he gave him Ananias to care for him. And so God is just, God is going to get our attention. God is going to make things right, but he's right there in the other hand, bringing care and attention because he loves us. And so in this example, you see the correction and care of God at the very same time. And it often works that way as a parent, when you're dealing with your kids, you know, God, the father is dealing with his kids. Uh, but he cares for us, and that's why he's doing it. We have to remember that when we're going through trials. God does care. He hasn't given up on us, and we do have that strong tower of protection as well. Uh, and so as we continue in this passage, what you're going to find is that as this author is crying out for help at times, he is also praising God. You see praise start to come out, which is a lesson for us in our times of trials and distress. And so uh, continuing on, and uh, let me do uh, verse seven here and on. It says, my life is, is an example to many because you have been my strength and protection. That is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. There it is. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. For my enemies in verse 10 are whispering against me. Anybody in politics relate to that? 
They are plotting together to kill me. They say God has abandoned him. Let's go and get him. For no one will help him now. You may be dealing with that. And it means maybe a lot of people are, are spending money against you. Maybe they have agendas against you. They're talking against you. Run into that strong tower. Run into the God of the universe and his presence. And verse 12 says, oh God, don't stay away. My God, please hurry to help me. Bring disgrace and destruction on my accusers. Humiliate and shame those who want to harm me. We can let God do that. We don't have to do that. Uh, God is the one that has the sword of the truth and he can take care of our, our problems. There's other parts of scriptures, like in the Psalms where God says, just be quiet, just be, be silent. And that's right for certain times. And there's other times where God says, stand, now's the time to speak. So listen to his spirit for every word, every action, every corner to take, every road to go down, whatever it might be, every decision that you have in life, listen to his spirit. Cause there is a time and place for everything. Um, but verse 14 says, but I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness all day long. I will claim your saving power, though I am not skilled with words. I can't do this on my own, God. I will praise your mighty deeds. O sovereign Lord, I will tell everyone that you alone are just. Oh, God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood. And I constantly tell others about the wonderful things you do. That's so cool to share your testimony, to share your story. And I love this verse, verse 18. Now that I am old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation, your mighty miracles to all who come after me. I love that. How important it is to tell the stories of God from, from the lessons you have learned. It may seem small and insignificant, you know, but take the time to share those little ways that God spoke to you that really felt like it was big for your heart and for your journey. Uh, he does it in little ways, little signs, little wonders, and then sometimes in big ways. Uh, but verse 19 says, your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? And verse 20 says, this is good. You have allowed me to suffer much hardship. God's allowed it in some cases, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You may fall seven times, but get back up. God, with his right hand, he will pick you up. What I love about verse 20, that word restore, it means to revive, to bring back to life. And so today is an important day. Um, and I hear uh, Raphael's having some technical issues, so we'll just continue here. Um, but uh, I love that word revive because as today, I don't know if you guys know this, it's an important day um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, it's the anniversary of the return, uh, a gathering about two years ago where uh, actually different men of God, including Franklin Graham, uh, Jonathan Kahn, these masses of believers were on the mall and they were actually heading toward each other and meeting uh, there in the middle. Um, but at that, at that event and on that day, um, I hear, I hear the story that as the shofar was being blown there on the mall, at that very same moment, Trump was over at the White House uh, announcing his Supreme Court nominee, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, who would ultimately be a part of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. How cool is that? You know, in scripture, you see the power of the shofar and the breakthrough and the deliverance that can bring for God's purposes. Uh, and it's, you see it all throughout the Old Testament. 
And so at that very same moment, that monumental action was happening that would later produce fruit for a monumental decision that we never thought we'd see in our lifetime. And so God is moving through the land. And sometimes we may not know when it's going to happen and then boom, it, it happens. And then we see the fruit later. And then we're like, oh yeah, that happened at this date and this time. Uh, and God is working. And so um, today's that day. It happened on September 26th, where that announcement was made there at the White House uh, that we now see the evidence of, and we will continue to work and continue to fight uh, for life. That is an issue of morality. It's an issue that sometimes gets political, but an issue that pastors should be standing and speaking for right now in the pulpits to lead the way uh, for God's purposes on the, the very issue of life itself. Um, hard to believe how comfortable we've become with this over the years. Uh, you know, we've talked too about prayer in school. You know, there's there was a monumental case decided in the Supreme Court that affected prayer in school that enabled school staff to now make that decision for themselves. And uh, in that, you know, we kind of grew comfortable. We almost were made to feel that that was um, radical, that we couldn't pray in school. Um, and then when you see what you see now happening in the schools, we're like, okay, maybe we should be a little more bold about standing for prayer, you know, in those environments. Maybe it wasn't so radical after all. Uh, so let's go back to making prayer normal again in all realms, in all spheres, right? So uh, amen. Um, but as we continue on, uh, in verse 21, it says, you will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. It's that restoration, that revival. Uh, and that was the beauty of those gatherings on the mall on this very day two years ago. It was a call to revival. And during that call, breakthrough happened. Uh, in verse 22, then I will praise you with music on the heart because you are, you are faithful to your promises. Oh, my God. I will sing praises to you with a lyre, O Holy One of Israel. You'll see that reference a lot to the Lord in the Old Testament. O Holy One of Israel. He will return to his spot, his, his throne in Israel in the end when we come to the kingdom. Uh, there will be, um, you know, false prophets and false, false messiahs that rise up to try to claim that title. But one day it will be the Holy One of Israel. And so... It's so important for the child of God to remember that God is faithful. I'm sorry. Here. Um, okay. I think I'm back. Um, it's so important to remember that God is faithful. He's faithful, you know, forever. God is faithful forever. We can all think back to times, you know, maybe something's coming to your mind right now where um, we all have those moments where God did something in our life. Maybe it was those times in life where God spoke to you in a small way, but then he continued to speak to you in the same way. And then you saw it again and again, and maybe it was a pattern. You know, he did that for me through the message of faith, hope, and love, where there were coincidences happening around those words in that order. And I was like, okay, uh, God's telling me something. And it didn't seem like something major. It just was a reminder of who he was to me and to keep going. You're going in the right direction. And so when you start to see those little coincidences lining up, keep going, keep going, and do not dismiss them. There are, there's no such thing as coincidences from God. They happen in life, but not from God. And so uh, they are signs and wonders for you from the God of the universe uh, that is manifest for you. So 
maybe it's those moments that bring a smile to your face. You're like, yeah, that was God. You know, God did that for me. Uh, God has been faithful. So uh, as we get ready to close here, I just want to make uh, a couple of announcements and then we'll close with the blessing uh, in prayer. Uh, but if you get a chance, go to our website, www.christiansengage.org. You'll start to see the groundwork that is being laid there uh, for the nation. And as Bunny announced at the conference, uh, there is, and Ian's been working hard on this, and the whole team, uh, developing a system that will minister and serve the church in each and every state, uh, which is so cool. And from what I heard, it hasn't been done yet in this way. Uh, so uh, we're going to empower the church across the nation because you guys know we got the midterms coming up. And right after that, probably around January, you're going to start to see the presidential election. And when everybody starts paying attention for 2024, um, Christians Engage is going to be right there to help the church through education and prayer and service and all these things you'll see on the website. So, so go there and, uh, and be blessed with that. Um, and so I think now I think what we'll do, we'll close in prayer and I'll give you the blessing uh, right from numbers. So uh, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you. We praise you. For what you did this weekend, uh, what happened this weekend, I, I can only imagine for next year, it is truly becoming something for everyone around the nation to schedule their, their calendars around, to come from every, uh, every state uh, to next year's conference, uh, to start making those plans once the dates come out. Uh, it, it's amazing what's happening and the work that you are doing. And so, Lord, just bless now as the conference ended, you know, now we go forth toward the election season. So, uh, Lord, just empower your people, empower your church, wake up the pastors. May the pastors be the one leading the way on these issues of life and morality and the things that are important to your heart, uh, not politics, not the agenda, not, not the, the messiness that man can bring to it, but just the things of God that uh, will affect these issues and affect the highest positions of office. Uh, so, Lord, just uh, bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, if you're there and you're able, you can raise your hands uh, just to receive the blessing from God. Uh, it's right from the book of Numbers and number six. Uh, it's for you, uh, right from him. Um, he's just asked pastors or leaders to be a vehicle for this blessing right from him. Uh, but the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you child of God. I always like to say, look up at that moment, look directly, make eye contact with God and he be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you. Look up to him, to the one who gives you peace, child of God. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We're starting it off on Monday and uh, stay tuned. Things are coming just around the corner. So uh, God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. 
Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.